Marty leads an ordinary life. No McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Yeah, well, history is going to change. And 1985 is not his year. But Dr. Brown is about to change all that. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? He's sending Marty 30 years back in time. It works! It's a flying saucer from outer space! Now, he's trapped in the past. This has got to be a dream. About to meet... Chocolate. ...his future father. He's a baby tough. Wow! And he's making an impression on his mother. He's an absolute dream. And he can sleep in my room. Any of you do could have serious repercussions on future events. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. For crying out loud, I haven't even been born yet. And only Dr. Brown... Can help him get back to the future. I like the house to cold. I like to keep it hot. I don't care much for cooking. I like to eat a lot. Scares me when she's driving. And that always causes a fight. I like to fuck in the morning. All those things you do You're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew <laughs> Sometimes you are wrong Sometimes you're not right I like to eat puss in the morning And I suck dick at night Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast And now your hosts, Ralph May and Lana Turner Hi, everybody. I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And uh, we are the Perfect Ten Podcast. It's uh, so nice to be in the same room with my wife to record this. I know, right? It's been a bumpy summer. <laughs> bumpy summer, folks. We've been uh, in different places at different times and then trying to get it together. It's trying to get it together. I am. Anyways, um, this. Uh, what was that at the, at the top, honey? Back to the Future. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Did you love Back to the Future, the movie? Of course. Great, Who right? It was great. It was fantastic. They should what still they should, make them. They should make movies like that more, you know? What uh, would Michael J. Fox do now, though? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, the, uh, the, the Parkinson's is a side effect of time travel. I don't know. Maybe it made him <laughs> a little jumpy. All that, you know, going back in the Old West and then into the 50s and back in the old west in the 50s and and how many times did he almost get run that toyota truck into a fucking train or another car i mean that shit and then into the future you know seeing his mom big old whore all right his dad was dead you know i mean it's it's traumatic i mean that's it gotta make you shaky a little bit right I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I don't. <laughs> it's so funny because there's certain things that are just so damn funny, but you can't make fun of Michael J. Fox. Yeah, everybody you know, loves that guy, it's man. It's like the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where yeah. Larry David just hates him. Yeah. Because you can't hate Michael J. Fox. It's you can't so hate Michael funny. J. Fox, man. I love it. I, I who does it, man? That guy's a good dude. Right, you, know? you can't you can't hate on it, and you can't make fun. You can't make fun of Parkinson's. Okay. Is it awkward if? Uh, you meet Michael J. Fox to ask him if you can shake his hand. 
<laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Okay, yeah. just check it. But would you know if he's saying yes or no? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, little circles. Are the reason why we have okay, Back to okay. the Future <laughs> at the front of the episode <laughs> is because um, this week we interviewed a, um, a very funny comic named Emery. Emery, who you know. Yeah, I've known Emery, Emery, uh, probably almost 20 years ago at the Laugh, uh, Laugh Stop in Houston. And Emery uh, used to, uh, uh, you, you, he hated that uh, handicapped comics got a free pass <laughs> and so what he would do is he would get another guy and one time it was me to to carry him up on stage and put him in a wheelchair and he acted like he couldn't he was paralyzed and he did all these hack paralyzed jokes and oh and and he he did he did almost 35 did, fucking give me minutes an example of, of what a hack paralyzed joke might be uh, all my friends just uh, give me rides because they want good parking. Um, you know, they they uh, um, uh, uh, it's like uh, uh, I don't I can't remember all of them. Right, I mean, right, it's right. Been 20 but just years all ago, this, okay? like, but, like, oh, that's but, so funny. Okay, but what he'd do is, and and he'd end it with that same sad story. You know, you know. Just even though I can't feel my legs, I can feel your love and your through your laughter, and it's just been beautiful performing for you. <laughs> and the audience would stand up, and then Emery would too. Emery would stand <laughs> up and take a bow. <laughs> he was awesome, man. Oh my god! He had uh, he had a CD, and and the center of his CD, uh, oh uh, the CD god. cover was his butthole. All right. What? Yeah, he had a close-up picture, black and white picture of his butthole. So, but nobody knew that's what it was. Nobody knew what it was, but it was his little <laughs> balloon knot, and uh, uh, he, he stared uh, at his butthole. Yeah, they stared at his butthole. Like, oh yeah, he'll sign it, sign it for him. Like, oh, wow, this is great. And they're looking at his asshole. Um, but uh, Emery, Emery had a lot. Of, he was fucking funny. Me, him, and Dougie Stanhope did a shitload of drugs together. Shitload what? of drugs. Yeah, we had a blast. Okay, it was a very fun week, very very fun week. And um, at the last stop, the old old Houston. So was that his whole act though, or he would do it from wheelchair, or just half of it? Like just the first... well, it depended. It depended on what, what night. I mean, when he was featuring, he'd do like thirty minutes of that. And so as the opener, then I mean, we're talking ninety two, <laughs> ninety three. I picked him up and uh, carried him up the stairs and put him in his wheelchair. All right, and <laughs> uh, and he would just sit there and just get these people. And me and Doug Stanhope were laughing at it, and he'd do a joke, and no one would laugh. And me and Dougie would laugh, and then sometimes me and Doug would heckle him. Hey, you crip! <laughs> hey, you fucking handicapped cocksucker. Get your fucking legs work, you piece of shit. Does you get a boner still? Do you still get a boner? Uh-huh. Can you beat your boner? Beat your boner for us. Beat your boner. Okay, just shit like that, okay? And Emery, Emery was, it was, was fucking legendary, man. Emery, Emery was a, was a crazy motherfucker in the early 90s. Uh, he was one of the legendary comics that that you always go. Why didn't he become a huge, huge star? And I think he just got into a, a different thing, and now he's a huge star in a different way. Right, know? right. Well, I mean, God, I didn't I know. All I want to know That's what's so going funny. on with him. I haven't heard from Emery in forever. 
I would love well, to hear what's going on. He there. was awesome to interview, and I think he's going to become a regular, um, regular part of our show because there is so much more that he has to share you with us. You have no idea. And now how much I don't more. even. I didn't even know those stories, so I want to hear. Oh my gosh! Well, listen to the interview and then uh, check this you got out. Got it. I'm here at Universal City Walk with a very talented producer and comedian, Emery Emery. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks a lot. I like the name, Emery Emery. Thank you. Your it's, name's pretty cool, good, too. good. Lana. <laughs> Lana, Lana. Lana. What's your last name? Turner. See, it's not as Turner, boring. Turner. Yeah. That's how, yeah, doesn't work. No, I like Emery Emery. Yeah. So what are we doing here at the Universal lot? Or not lot, I guess. I get confused because it's well, all know, one thing, right? It's a huge compound. I mean, this is this is just... Apparently, Universal wasn't making enough money off their fucking blockbuster billion-dollar movies, and they decided that they had to draw people up with flashy lights and huge fucking statues that one day will crack and fall and kill tourists. <laughs> but they just—they're fucking greedy, and they built their their the, the what do you call that the 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 park. What is the park called? The, the theme Universal park. Universal Studios, yeah. yeah. They, they, they built Universal Studios theme park. And, and, and if you can't afford to go in and ride their rides, you can certainly apparently afford to walk around and look at overpriced trinkets and tchotchkes. And Which is where we are. Yeah, that's where up at the City Walk. This, yeah. is the, th- this is a place that assaults the senses. This is offensive on every fucking level, this place. It makes me want to just go to the center of it, drop trow, take a huge steaming dump, and then just fucking march out to the police catch me and I can go to the goddamn press and say that's how all of us should treat places like this they're awful and they're fucking evil I don't like it I get that impression (laughs) I I don't love coming to places like this either because you feel like violated yeah it it violates the senses people submit to it because listen what happens I think is People travel long distances from their shitty Midwestern jobs or their job in Spain or Japan, and they want to see something that's fucking, you know, it's like it's the only place you can go to see a scheduled train wreck, you know? And that's what we want to see. We want to, we want to, we want to get out of our cubicle and feel like we're living life, and that's what this thing does. It just beat you up emotionally. The senses are assaulted. Your fucking pocketbook is assaulted. I mean, I love the popcorn, those cunts. The popcorn at Popcornopolis is so wonderful. I'm positive that they, they put something in it that's like, I think they might put nicotine in it. I, I can't get enough of that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I gained 100... I, I was up to nearly 200 pounds, and I think it's solely because of their shitty, amazing flavorful popcorn. <laughs> You're like, it's horrible, and I love it. Yeah, no, I got fucking sucked into it. I want to I differentiate, though, here, because I don't like the city walk thing. I think that I don't get that. I don't get paying all that money for parking, but I actually, I kind of like going on the the lot. The, the Some of the rides, like the Transformer ride, is... Yeah. It, it is an assault of your senses, but in a good way. I liked way. T2. I used to, when I worked on Universal, I worked at Universal, uh, on the lot at Universal Studios for a company called Inlight Productions, which eventually changed its name to Dakota. And I was, uh, uh, all I did there was small production gigs. Um, they, they threw me a bone every once in a while. There's an industry story that's really not funny, but I think worth telling to your listeners. Um, that uh, 
when I worked there, all I did was I occasionally was like an associate producer, associate director on these little pilot projects, uh, and it was a startup company trying to get off the ground. And I did uh, script coverage where I'd read scripts and then I would write a report on the script for the producers to decide whether or not they wanted to go any further with it. And and so that was my job. And it was an easy job, and it paid very little to nothing. Oftentimes, I, I had an office on the lot at Universal, and if you work in production in this town, that's worth that's worth taking at no pay. You know what I mean? So I did that gig for a while, for a long time. And every time I'd take a break, I'd come in early sometimes, or I, I'd finish the day. And then I would, against the rules of working on the lot, I would just sneak into the theme park and just have a blast. I'm, I'm, I'm 49 years old, and I'm a kid. And I would go up there, and I, I, I remember the T2 ride, Terminator 2. I couldn't go on that fucking thing enough. It was fantastic. Um, so uh, there's a lot about it I like, but up on City Walk, no, no, no. Really. The I, City yeah. Walk is yeah, too I just much. I can't shit in my own hair. Yeah, I know. I, I don't understand the City Walk, but yeah. the the park is. I I love it. I and, like the park, and it's you know if you live in the area, it's actually pretty cheap because at, at, you can buy the the annual pass, and then it's like nothing. Yeah, it's like sixty bucks a yeah, year. Yeah, and you can yeah. bring your own food in. So I I've actually never eaten in the park. Right, right. But we I've come here. There's like a good little park for the kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I Do get the listeners it. know you're Jewish. Every, I get. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just gave Did it away. I, I get well. We talk about it a lot. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah. So it's because I mentioned the cost. Is that yeah, what you're no, saying? No, no, Emery? no. You bring your own food, and that's important to you. Yes. Saving money. But I'm saying I I'm actually was about the popcorn reference you made a minute ago <laughs> that I haven't tried the addictive rat poison. Popcorn. Don't eat it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you. And don't play Candy Crush. So, um, so what kinds of crazy things? Ha- you said you had like some crazy stories that happened to you while you were working here. Well, when I was, uh, I was, I, I was writing spec scripts, and I would go sit with sit with my computer um, uh, on on. Uh, Everywhere you go on that lot, there's a memory. You know, you've got the Back to the Future set still there that they keep built. And I once got a blowjob behind the clock tower, which is so awesome. <laughs> How'd that happen? She's dead now, so you oh. figured out. Did, um, she, did you have to go back no, to the future to get cancer. that blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Why didn't I think of that joke? Um, <laughs> no, no, she, she died of cancer. But, so she um, didn't show up in a DeLorean, hop out, and No, 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 blow no. You. She, she, she walked in with me, and then uh, many years later, we stopped oh, dating, and I'm she sorry. got cancer. I had sex all over that lot. I had sex in the, uh, in the motel from uh, Psycho. I had sex in the house from Psycho. Um, I don't know what it is about wanting to have sex in facades. Um, yeah, I do. But do a lot of people? Sex, like, my sex is a facade. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's a normal thing. I mean, you know. But a lot of people probably have had I sex so in a lot too. of these places. It's probably yeah. highly charged. With I've seen condoms all over the place there. Seriously? I have, yeah. In it the is- spots that I went looking to try and, you know, have sex with my girlfriend. Wow. I mean, the most shocking part is that people have left that on the lot. Um, just like throw their... Yeah, well, you know, the facades are, are just so these... Ca- like litter bug conscious in LA too. Yeah, I mean, but really? these are these are houses with nothing built inside, mostly. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So you don't feel like you're littering inside a, a, a half built shit box. Yeah, I so, played around so inside those, uh, you've those had, houses from the Whoville. That was fun. Did you have sex amongst the Whoville people? Various kinds of sex, yes. Huh. Yeah. So pretty much every. What about King Kong? Um, 
No, no, you can't get inside the King... Well, back when I was there, you couldn't get inside that King Kong thing. I mean, it's there's a, there's a level of security because those things are functioning and moving. Uh. And if someone gets in there, they get an arm cut off or something. So I didn't risk going inside the ride things. So, right, you know. right. You don't want to lose yeah, your banana a getting a blowjob you know? in the King Kong. Right. So, okay, so wow, that's amazing that you... Because I would think security is so tight on the lot, but I guess it's not. Really, I mean, when you have a producer's pass you can walk anywhere you want and usually the the as soon as they see producer's pass they're just like okay sir have a good day sir see you later sir it's like oh i'm not a sir you moron i'm about to get my blow job behind the yeah, clock I'm just, tower i'm walking my ex porn star friend over here and we're gonna fuck <laughs> <laughs> wow what other? You said you had two great stories, though, right? The other story. What was I'm the like, other story? Wow. Well, you kind of lost me on the porn star thing too. So now I'm like even intrigued on that. Well, I was dating. Well, I shouldn't have said ex porn star. I mean, she's she's an ex person. Um, she, she was a porn star up till she died, but she was a stripper when I was dating her, and then she became a porn star, and she wouldn't give up the ass until they paid her. So I didn't get any ass. I broke up so before you, she was a porn oh, star. Oh, so you got the blowjob, yeah. but not the... Yeah, we fucked and, and stuff, but yeah, she wouldn't give up the ass. And I told her, she, I go, you're getting into porn. You're going to start butt-fucking. That's where the real money is. She finally agreed that I was right, but I still never got the ass from her. Oh. You kind of lost... So was the ass the most important part of that? I or? love the butt-fuck. Is that your favorite thing? I wouldn't say favorite, but it certainly rates up there with Popcornopolis. <laughs> Interesting. What's your favorite thing? Well, maybe butt fucking while eating popcorn. Uh, you can rest on the back like a coffee table. If I table. had to pick a sexual position and call it my favorite, I guess 69 would be my favorite. Interesting. I'm also a romantic. I like to fuck. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever butt fuck on the lot? No, that's the thing. I need to find someone. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I'll what would be the ultimate friend. facade to butt fuck in? The ultimate facade to butt fuck in. Animal House is there. You know, if I were to butt fuck, I'd want to go up into the house that was, I think the house from Leave It to Beaver is up there, which I, which I played in. But that would be a great place to butt fuck. Any 50s movie house, TV show house would be awesome. That would, I think it'd be, be more about the beaver in yeah. Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> I'm not thinking clearly on this one. Right. I, I acquiesce. I, I, I acquiesce, Lana. I, I, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe butt-fucking in Uncle Tom's cabin makes sense. There you go. There you go. What about 69? Where would you 69? Anywhere that anyone will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's hard to, like, you know, 69ing in a place like that is, because it's all, you know, you're, when you're fucking on the lot, you're inside these big, huge, unfinished dirt ground things, you know? Right, so it's, it's all not, stand it's got to be quick or, and yeah. dirty. Yeah, you're really just trying to soil the spot. Ooh, I, I, inside the, uh, inside the building, the entry building for Jurassic Park. Yeah, we played around in there too. God damn, I played everywhere. I think there's Dante's That's Inferno good. building there, too. I mean, That's where you, you don't want to go cabin. in there. You might catch something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why does it burn? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did do it in Dante's Inferno. <laughs> You're going to pee funny from that. Um, wow. I loved working on the lot. That was great. It sounds like you've had so many adventures. Yeah. And now I work for a guy over at Warner, and I don't do anything on that lot. Because the guy I work for is really powerful. And if I got busted doing something there, I'd fuck things up. So I don't, I don't play around. What are you doing there? What's your job now? Um, 
I work for Chuck Lorre, and, uh, uh, and I do a couple different things for Lorre. We'll leave it at that. All right. Cool. Um, I guess if you were going to, like, fuck a geriatric person, Jurassic Park, maybe? <laughs> That's a good spot. That would be a great place to fuck a, an elderly person. I, yeah. I don't know any aged women. I date younger women. Well, yeah. Now, you have to find the right one for that. Then. Yes, you do. Now, one of the stories that I was saying that I wanted to remember to tell you may or may not be of interest, but here's the story. I was working for a long time for these people um, at Inlight Productions, Dakota Films. Um, and I was getting no real work from them. I was getting all this, like, they weren't paying me, which, uh, no complaint. And I lived in Santa Clarita. But... Um, uh, being on the lot was carries a lot of panache. It, it makes a difference when you call a meeting to ha when you want to have a meeting with someone. If you call them and say meet me on my at my office at the studio, you know there's something there's a value there that's immeasurable. So I, I didn't worry about it. Um, every once in a while they'd give me a little gig, throw me a few hundred bucks, throw me five hundred bucks for these pilot gigs. Nothing really big. But then one day, I moved from. I moved from Santa Clarita down to Studio City, which is almost walking distance from the lot. And I had cards printed up, and I handed them after a meeting to my producers. And I said, here's my new cards. You can throw them on the desk or whatever. And um, when, they'll, when they would get budgets and they'd put things together, they'd use your card to, to, to say, yeah, we work with this guy, and this guy will be doing assistant producer and stuff like that. So I give them my cards, and Yvonne looks at the card and says, what, did you move? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can literally walk here now, um, but, I, but don't take away my parking pass. And she goes, really? You, where, where? And, I, and she goes, leave the office. We'll call you back in 10 minutes. So her and Bethany have a meeting, and I go sit in my office kind of confused about what's happening. And then they call me in, and they say, well, congratulations on the move. We're really glad to hear that you've made the commitment to be part of the Los Angeles area. Santa Clarita is where I was. That's a 25-minute drive north of where we are, okay? 25-minute north. Um, and I said, okay, thanks. And Yvonne goes, we have two gigs we want to hire you for. We want you to produce this one, and we want to pay you to direct this other one. These two gigs are yours. I got them because I handed them a card with an 818 number and an area code uh, I'm sorry, and a zip code in Los Angeles proper. And I said, what just happened here, Yvonne? She goes, we can't, we can't ask our producers to give us uh, money. We can't ask our, uh, she said, we can't ask our investors to give us money and say we're going to hire a guy who lives outside of the system. And I, I stared at her like a fucking RS, RCA dog, and I was like, what... What are you talking about? She goes, when we get investors, if they think that you're not invested in the industry, if they perceive you as outside the bubble of Hollywood, they're not going to want to put you on their job. It made all the difference. So and I did, tell you, comics, did, you, did you take out another card and just say, have I told you where are all the places I fucked on this lot? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, I am didn't so you. inside, you have no idea. If, if, <laughs> if Yvonne hears this, I'm going to be horrified. <laughs> but what that story is about is genuinely, if you move to this town and you want to get in this industry, if you're a comic or an actor or a producer or a director, if you want to get in, the, in this industry, get your fucking phone number changed and make it appear like you live here and you're invested here. Because they perceive people outside the, uh, the, the area as someone who's just got their toe in the water and they're just going to dart when things aren't going well. And, and, and they don't want to invest in people who aren't, 
who aren't married to being in this town. It's a weird thing. It's absolutely true. Talk to anybody at the top and they'll tell you it's true. You have to dress for success. You have to look the part. You know, when you walk into a meeting with somebody, you have to look like the person, whatever you're going for. It doesn't matter what part of what slice of society you're trying to win in. You have to look like you're already in the role you're asking to be put in. Right. Yeah. And it's it, crazy. There's, there's truth to it, but don't fucking live in a shithole and buy a Lamborghini or an idiot. Right. So how do you look like you're, like you're in the role when you're about to butt fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a whole um, different role. I That's put a lime amazing. Bean so on you're my you're like incredibly successful in scoring women and getting right. women to. I mean, that's is that also having the right zip code? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I drive a card? shitty convertible Saab that's aging. Um, my take on it is not that I'm successful at getting women. In fact, I don't feel that that's an accurate representation of what I am and what I do. No. What I feel is that I am a romantic guy. Um, I like connecting emotionally with women, people in general, um, women specifically. And uh, uh, I do. I, I connect emotionally with, with all of my friends. You know what I mean? Um, and I like connecting emotionally with, with women. Um, and... Uh, trying to build, ideally, uh, my pursuit is, is ideally lifelong relationships. That's all I know, and that's what I want. That's what I want out of my 80 good years on this shitball of a planet. Uh, Emery, you're in a relationship now? Yeah, two. I'm in two relationships with... I'm polyamorous, and I date uh, a woman named Heather, who is my uh, girlfriend who uh, lives with me. And then I spend half of my time at my other girlfriend's house, Amanda. Um, and that's, that's my lifestyle. How long have you been with Heather? She's going to be pissed if I get this wrong. It's, it's at least three years, maybe four, three, 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 three or four years. And then Amanda came into? Uh, about a year and a half. I think we're headed toward two at this point. And have you been in that type of relationship before? Or have you always yeah. had, yeah. Yeah. So this is something that you've done throughout your life. Yeah, when I became a comic, I figured out that um, this was an option and then decided that would be my lifestyle. Uh, I fell off the wagon one time <laughs> and tried to do monogamy, and it was, uh, it was the worst kind of disaster, and I'm totally done trying to be monogamous. It's not what I'm sliced to do. Cool. I'd love to have you come back and share with us more. Maybe, maybe you can bring your girlfriend I'd love to. Yeah, Heather will come on. Sure. Okay, cool. That would be really good. You're so interesting. I'd love to have you back and share more Thanks. stories with us. Emery, Emery, you didn't tell the tram story. Oh, What's the tram story? I, I ride the tram. I used to ride the tram a lot. Okay. Um, it was one of my favorite. I, I memorized the presentation, you know? And um, one day, I'm on the tram, and um, I've, I've taken my... my uh, a good friend of mine and his daughter have come into town and we're riding on the tram. I've taken them through the studio and gotten them on the tram ride. And there's an old lady behind us. And just as we come into the station, when it's like the ride's over, the old lady behind us is like, oh, 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 oh. And I turn around and she's pointing back at a lone guy in the back of the fucking tram. He's... There's no question he has his pants down and he's jacking off. Oh. There's a guy on the ride. They had to call the fucking security over, and they, they wrestled the guy to the, to the ground on the back of the tram, <laughs> yank him off the tram, and they pull him out. Oh. They jerked him out of the tram. Out of the jerked- tram. <laughs> oh, my God. That's... <laughs> that's that. Uh, 
I get the feeling that that guy was you. No, <laughs> no. no I was not the guy I wrestled. That's so funny. Is that you're how you right. lost I your job? I just told you an hour of stories about fucking on the lot, and That's now I'm judging some guy. That's why you're not on the lot guy. anymore. I wouldn't judge him you're if he was across fucking town. a porn star. Dude, if you're going to get on the fucking tram, get a porn star to jack you off, you fucking degenerate. <laughs> Emery, thank you so thank much you. for being a part of our show. Thanks a lot. Ten. Wow. Th- that was actually good to catch up with Emery. I uh <laughs> I I didn't know all that stuff. Uh he's a funny bastard. And I got an odd craving for that popcorn. I gotta fucking try it now. Oh, have you ever had it? No, never. I haven't either, but I feel like it's some one of those things that you smell when you walk through a place like that and it really does like trigger something in your brain yeah like those cocksuckers of a cinnamon bun yeah yeah that kind of thing where you're just like oh goddamn cinnabons i i I, there's um two or three gates in uh in atlanta airport that if you smell i mean i i don't even i go out with my nose covered because the goddamn cinnabon is right there if it's an early day flight just so i don't have to uh regret all day not getting a goddamn Cinnabon. Oh. You know? You know, there's a chapter, I'm reading this book, um, I can't think of the name, but it's all about food and how it affects your mind and, and the chemical makeup of it. Oh, that fucking there's, Cinnabon is there's like There's a whole heroin. chapter about Cinnabon in there. It's, I believe it. Yeah, the woman who invented the Cinnabon had no idea it was going to be that like kind of a sensation. And she's actually very active in trying to get people to eat healthy, but she sells Cinnabons. It's crazy. Like it's a crazy story, and they're they they they've created the perfect, they per, the perfect cinnamon bun for like it's just what they do. It's in, yeah. Oh, it's it's uh it's the death that yeah. cinnamon is so delicious. Danny was telling me he had a hard time walking past it at Universal when we were. It's interesting you say that because that was his vice at this when we did this interview at Universal. So, yeah, yeah. It, it does that, man. It just so. it spins you around. So wouldn't it be wonderful to have a Cinnabon and have sex at the same time in one of those lot, back lot tour locations? Oh, man, I, I've, I've dreamed of having the sex Cinnabon. on a bed of Cinnabons. Yeah, you have to. Or would you fuck the Cinnabon itself? I would, I would, I would fuck the Cinnabon and I would put my <laughs> dick through it and then into you. Okay? Oh, gross. Okay? Yeah, that's how good. That doesn't sound good Because it's to me. like more pussy. That's how good the Cinnabon is. It's like Jainer. So you'd fuck the Cinnabon first? No, I would, I would. Well, I can't, you know, put my dick in you, then put me and you through the Cinnabon, you know? This Unless is making either... me really uncomfortable. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's a fat guy fantasy. We all want to fuck on a bed of Cinnabons. That's so funny. Just a nice bed. Of... So you wouldn't even make it past the uh, Universal, the front area, to get into the onto the lot. You just stop right at Universal. Yeah, right I'd like come here. I gotta fuck you on these Cinnabons. <laughs> come here, you dirty shit bitch. Cinnabons. Okay. Yeah, man, they're awesome. Who wouldn't? But on the lot, though, I mean, that was crazy. You know, all the places you got like blowjobs behind the clock tower at the uh, of the. I have to take that <laughs> tour when people come to town. It's never going to be the same now. I know, me. never. Anybody who listens to this, it will never be the same. Ever. It's such a fun tour. Yeah, man. That's creepy, though. Banging in the uh, the Bates Motel. A little bit, right? A little bit. Yeah. A little creepy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I think the best place to probably do it is on the set of Groundhog Day. Yeah, right? You get <laughs> you get fucked the same time. Every, but what if it was a shitty fuck? Oh. You know? What if it was like a two-pump dump? You know? I have those days. <laughs> 
too pumped up. You get kind of bored every time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, you have to do this again. It's yeah. Groundhog Day. Instead of instead of uh, this is where you uh, step in the ice mud puddle. Okay, it's where you just get shitty banged and then you drip all day like oh god. god oh this god this is fucking gross you know <laughs> this is uh, it'd be the worst groundhog day of all time <laughs> are there so any funny. other sets that would be exciting i think i'd like to fuck on the star wars set you know yeah okay yeah yeah i could see that yeah on, and, and like the uh in the death star because everything was shiny and new you know not everything on the Death Star. Remember when yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, when he got dumped into the garbage. Yeah, garbage thing that's that, dirty. Yeah, but there's a monster in that fucking place. I don't want to eat that. No, place. that monster was probably like facilitated cleaning. It was probably like a recycling thing. Probably. I wish we had monsters that could clean up our our trash. We do. We have uh, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> no, no. Ron Jeremy will eat any fucking food left over. Stop. What he you- will. Yeah, oh, right. that's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. If you're on the Death Star, do you have to dress like one of the characters? That yeah, have to... man. So, I mean, all Ralphie, those helmets are dick-shaped. You know what? It sounds to me like you just need to go to like one of those conventions. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, not with the that's what weirdo I all, that's people. Gotta be, what, what, what do you mean? You just confess to wanting to have sex on the Death Star. It sounds I, to I, me like every... I wanted to have sex on the Death Star and hang around with people who fucking dress like Star Wars. So that they can have sex. It's a completely different thing. I'm pretty sure that that's part of the scene. Plus, Everybody go Jabba, Jabba. Right, you know that would definitely. So, in other words, the, the fantasy is me on the end of a chain. <laughs> Fuck yeah, right? that's always the fantasy. Oh my god, that's awesome. Well, that's that's kinky, right? For some people to be on the end of a chain, and Emery is into some crazy kinky stuff too. Yeah, man. Yeah, the the two girlfriends. Okay, he's one night at one, then the next night at the other, then the next. I mean, man, where do you put your toothbrush? I mean. <laughs> You know, at that point, and does it really matter? I guess you Not know. Really? Why don't they just get a house or a duplex? You know, if they got a duplex, it's like big love. I guess, yeah. Well, we're gonna hear more from him because we've got to go back and talk to Emery again, especially after some of the stories that you said at the top. Because I, think oh yeah, man, he is freaking ridiculous. And he's, I, he's hilarious, uh, very, very funk and funny, and it's so good to hear him out there doing more stuff now. You know, in the biz, it's awesome. The stories you shared at the top of the episode were from Houston, yeah. which is where you're going to be this week. Uh, all this week, I'm going to be in Houston at uh, the Improv, and then Monday uh, and Tuesday at Club LOL in San Antonio, and then Wednesday, Thursday uh, in El Paso at the Comic Strip. And uh, I'm, I'm just working busy little bee, saying uh, Texas all over the place, the I-10 tour. That's right. That's awesome. You're yeah. right. You're going to stretch along all of I-10. That's really, yeah. really cool. So, um, well, cool. Well, as always, we we have a great band. This week's music is uh, off uh, his new album, War Cries. It's called uh, We Are the Future. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Andy, Andy D. D.
on a massive scale Thought you should know I cannot hide it, I'm too excited I've never been good at lying Girl, you make me feel The place we're going is the best of all worlds You are my future and I can't wait You're the lady of my dreams So obscene, we in a time machine So I guess it's never too late Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.